Welcome to PsalmsCast. Today is November 19th, and I am Denise. Congratulations. You are living into the last day of the 46th week of 2022. What a week, yet what mercies and graces the Lord poured into lives every single day. Let's rejoice in the loving kindness and the steadfast nature of our Lord, our God, who never abandons us. He is present. Nothing ever takes him by surprise. And by the way, hang in for that last chapter today. It is especially important because it does remind us of how and when of this marvelous relationship that Daddy God offers to each one of us. Today our chapters ahead are Psalm 19, Psalm 49, Psalm 79, Psalm 109, and Psalm 139. I am reading from the Voice Bible. If you are new to this daily reading of the Psalms, I welcome you. So let's begin our daily journey right after we pause in prayer over this time together. O Lord, we thank you, and we are coming here into your presence with the desire to seek you, to know you in spirit and in truth. And we know that that is not going to happen on our own power. Yes, we come, but we need the power of your Holy Spirit to dive these words deep into our heart and into our mind to make them part of who we are. So we ask as we journey today that you would be with us. Psalm 19 For the worship leader, a song of David. The celestial realms announce God's glory. The sky testifies of his hand's great work. Every day pours out more of their sayings. Each night more to hear and more to learn. Inaudible words are their manner of speech and silence their means to convey. Yet from here to the ends of the earth, their voices have gone out. The whole world can hear what they say. God stretches out in these heavens a tent for the sun, and the sun is like a groom who, after leaving his room, arrives at the wedding in splendor. He is the strong runner who, favored to win in his race, is eager to face his challenge. He rises at one end of the sky and runs in an arc overhead. Nothing can hide from his heat, from the swelter of his daily tread. The Eternal's law is perfect, turning lives around. His words are reliable and true, instilling wisdom to open minds. The Eternal's directions are correct, giving satisfaction to the heart. God's commandments are clear, lending clarity to the eyes. The awe of the Eternal is clean, sustaining for all of eternity. The Eternal's decisions are sound. They are right through and through. They are worth more than gold, even more than abundant, pure gold. They are sweeter to the tongue than honey or the drippings of the honeycomb. In addition to all that has been said, your servant will find hidden in your commandments both a strong warning and a great reward for keeping them. Who could possibly know all that he has done wrong? Forgive my hidden and unknown faults. As I am your servant, protect me from my bent toward pride and keep sin from ruling my life. If you do this, I will be without blame, innocent of the great breach. May the words that come out of my mouth and the musings of my heart meet with your gracious approval, O Eternal, my rock 
O Eternal, my Redeemer. In our second chapter for today, The Voice Bible, the following notes. Some songs are described as wisdom psalms, similar in theme to the short sayings of Proverbs or the reflective essays of Ecclesiastes. These songs offer practical advice to the worshiper of the one true God. In Psalm 49, we find a meditation on wealth and wisdom, but others describe daily activities, 127 through 128. 133, encouragement when evil succeeds, 37, 73, and the results of following God or wickedness, 112. The purpose of these songs is to edify those who sing and those who hear, reminding them and us how to live life as God intends. Psalm 49 For the Worship Leader A Song of the Sons of Korah Listen up, everyone, all you who reside in this world. Give an ear, everyone, rich and poor, young and old, wise and foolish, humble and mighty. My mouth will overflow with wisdom. The reflections of my heart will guide you to understand the nature of life. I will tune my ear to the words of a proverb. To the sound of a harp, I will reveal my riddle. Why should I be afraid when dark evils swirl about me, when I am walking among the sin of evildoers? Those who depend on their own fortunes, who boast about their earthly riches. One person can't grant salvation to another, or make a payment to the true God for another. Redeeming a life is costly. No premium is enough, ever enough, that one's body might live on forever and never fear the grave's decay. Everyone knows that even the wisest ones die, perishing together with the foolish and the stupid. For all die, beggars and kings, fools and wise men. Their wealth remains behind for others, Although they wish to dwell in fine houses forever, their graves are their real resting places. Their homes are for all future generations, yet for a while they have named lands after themselves. No one, regardless of how rich or important, can live forever. He is just like the animals that perish and decay. This is the destiny of those foolish souls who have faith only in themselves. This will be the end of those happy to follow in their ways. The fate of fools is the grave, and just like sheep, death will feast on them. The righteous will rule over them at dawn, their bodies, their outward forms, rotting in the grave, far away from their great mansions. But God will reach into the grave and save my life from its power. He will fetch me and take me into his eternal house. Do not be afraid of the rich and powerful, as their prestige and honor grow, for they cannot take anything with them when they die. Their fame and glory will not follow them into the grave. During their lives they seek every blessing and advantage because others praise you when you've done well. But they will soon join their ancestors for all of time among the tombs of the faithless, a place of no light. Anyone who is rich or important without understanding is just like the animals that perish and decay. In our third chapter today, the notes for Psalm 79 are as follows. 
The book of Psalms records both the highs and lows in the lives of God's covenant people. Psalm 79 is an example of communal lament after the destruction of Jerusalem and the loss of God's temple. Songs like these address God with a complaint resulting from some sort of national tragedy. Communal laments share a common structure. First, the singers address God and tell Him of their problems. Second, they beg Him for help and express trust that He will answer them, often remembering how He has saved Israel in the past. Finally, the singers promise to praise God once He has resolved their problem. The specifics of the situation determine the thrust of the song. Communal laments are often the people's poetic and practical response to their perception of God's inaction in their affairs. Psalm 79, A Song of Asaph O God, the nations around us have raided the land that belongs to you. They have defiled your holy house and crushed Jerusalem to a heap of ruins. Your servants are dead. Birds of the air swoop down to pick at their remains. Scavengers of the earth eat what is left of your saints. The enemy poured out their blood. It flowed like water all over Jerusalem. And there is no one left, no one to bury what remains of them. The surrounding peoples taunt us. We are nothing but a joke to them, people to be ridiculed. How long can this go on, O Eternal One? Will you stay angry at us forever? Your jealousy burning like wildfire? Flood those outsiders with your wrath. They have no knowledge of you. Drown the kingdoms of this world that call on false gods and not on your name. For these nations devoured Jacob, consuming him, and turned his home into a wasteland. Do not hold the sins of our ancestors against us, but send your compassion to meet us quickly, God. We are in deep despair. Help us, O God, who saves us, to the honor and glory of your name. Pull us up, deliver us, and forgive our sins for your name's sake. Don't give these people any reason to ask, Where is their God? Avenge the blood spilled by your servants. Put it on display among the nations before our very eyes. May the deep groans and wistful sighs of the prisoners reach you and by your great power save those condemned to die. Pay back each of our invaders personally, seven times for the shame they heaped on you, O Lord. Then we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will pause and give you thanks forever. Your praise will be told by our generation to the next. Psalm 109 for the worship leader, a song of David. O true God of my every praise, do not keep silent. My enemies have opened their wicked, deceit-filled mouths and blow their foul breath on me. They have slandered me with their twisted tongues and unleashed loathsome words that swirl around me. Though I have done nothing, they attack me. Though I offer them love and keep them in my prayers, they accuse me. Though I treat them well, they answer me with evil. Though I give them love, they reply with a gesture of hatred. Here's what they say. Find some evil scoundrel to go after him. Let's get some accuser to level charges against him. At his trial, let's make sure he is found guilty so that even his prayers become evidence that convicts him. 
Let his days be few, his life cut short. Let another take over his position. Lay waste to his family. Let his children become orphans and his wife a widow. Let his children wander the streets, his legacy, homeless beggars, scavenging for food, driven out of the rabble and slums where they live. Let the banker take what is his. Strangers help themselves to what little is left of all he's earned. Let there be no one around to offer him compassion, nor anyone to give his fatherless children warmth or kindness. Let his family line come to an end, no future generations to carry on his name. Let the sins of his fathers be remembered before the Eternal, and the sins of his mother never be erased. Let their offenses always be before the Eternal, so that the memory of this family is long forgotten by all the people of the earth. Let it never occur to him to show compassion. Instead, he oppressed the poor, afflicted, and brokenhearted, and sent them to their death. He loved to invoke a curse, so let his curses come back to him. He preferred not to speak a blessing, so let all blessings be far from him. He wrapped himself with cursing, draped around him like a cape. May it flood his body like water and seep into his bones like oil. Let those curses wrap around him like a cloak on a cold night, like a belt tightly knotted around him every day. Let the Eternal so reward my accusers, all those who speak and plot evil against me. But you, my master, the Eternal, treat me with kindness for the sake of your name, the good of your reputation, because your unfailing love is so good. O oh, deliver me. You see... I am poor and needy and my heart is broken inside of me. My life is fading away like a shadow that vanishes in the evening. I am like a locust easily brushed off the shoulder. I can barely stand. My knees are weak from not eating. I am haggard and drawn, just skin and bones. I have become a person of contempt to my accusers. Whenever they see me, they taunt me, shaking their heads in disapproval. Help me, Eternal One, my God. Come to my rescue. Save me through your unfailing love. Let everyone know that you are the source of my salvation, that you, Eternal One, have done this mighty work. Let them utter a curse if they will, but you will speak a blessing. When they come to attack, let them know utter shame. Then your servant will celebrate and praise you. Let my enemies be clothed with disgrace and humiliation. Let them be dressed in a robe of their own shame. I will continually give thanks to the Eternal with the praises of my mouth. I will praise Him in the company of many. For He always stands in support of the afflicted and needy to rescue their souls from those who judge and condemn them. And the final chapter that is before us today is a powerful reminder of who we are and how God sees us, how he has known us before we were even a glimmer in our parents' minds. Psalm 139 for the worship leader, a song of David. O eternal one, you have explored my heart and know exactly who I am. You even know the small details, like when I take a seat and when I stand up again. Even when I am far away, you know what I'm thinking. You observe my wanderings and my sleeping. 
my waking and my dreaming, and you know everything I do in more detail than even I know. You know what I'm going to say long before I say it. It is true, Eternal One, that you know everything and everyone. You have surrounded me on every side, behind me and before me, and you have placed your hand gently on my shoulder. It is the most amazing feeling to know how deeply you know me, inside and out. The realization of it is so great that I cannot comprehend it. Can I go anywhere apart from your spirit? Is there anywhere I can go to escape your watchful presence? If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in the realm of the dead, you are there. If I ride on the wings of morning, if I make my home in the most isolated part of the ocean, even then you will be there to guide me. Your right hand will embrace me, for you are always there. Even if I am afraid and think to myself, there is no doubt that the darkness will swallow me. The light around me will soon be turned to night. You can see in the dark, for it is not dark to your eyes. For you, the night is just as bright as the day. Darkness and light are the same to your eyes. For you shaped me inside and out. You knitted me together in my mother's womb long before I took my first breath. I will offer you my grateful heart, for I am a unique creation filled with wonder and awe. You have approached even the smallest details with excellence. Your works are wonderful. I carry this knowledge deep within my soul. You see all things. Nothing about me was hidden from you as I took shape and secret, carefully crafted in the heart of the earth before I was born from its womb. You see all things. You saw me growing, changing in my mother's womb. Every detail of my life was already written in your book. You established the length of my life before I ever tasted the sweetness of it. Your thoughts and plans are treasures to me, O oh God. I cherish each and every one of them. How grand in scope, how many in number. If I could count each one of them, it would be more than all the grains of sand on earth. Their number is inconceivable. Even when I wake up, I am still near to you. I wish you would destroy all the wicked, O oh God. So keep away from me those who are thirsty for blood, for they say such horrible things about you, and those who are against you abuse your good name. Is it not true that I hate all who hate you, Eternal One? Is it not true that I despise all who come against you? Deep hatred boils within me toward them. I am your friend, and they are my enemies. Explore me, O God, and know the real me. Dig deeply and discover who I am. Put me to the test and watch how I handle the strain. Examine me to see if there is an evil bone in me, and guide me down your path forever. I am in such awe of God's gift of the Psalms to us. Each time through, the Lord opens my eyes to something different, something new. It is never the same as I am never the same person that I was just 30 or 31 days ago when these five chapters were last explored. Today's aha was that in these five chapters, one focuses on the fate of the one who does not value or choose God in their final resting place. 
Whereas when we embrace this intimate, blessed relationship with the God that uniquely created us before we were even born, I am humbled. Psalm 139 also gives me great comfort, especially while trying to fathom the loss of our first child during the second trimester. Yes, that was a season of why, why? I don't understand why. Knowing the truth of verse 16, you have established the length of my life before I ever tasted the sweetness of it. Yes, in the midst of unbearable grief that had grabbed a hold of me and was choking me, the Lord allowed me to read those words. Yes, Daddy God, the Eternal, you knew exactly the number of days that precious little one would reside in my womb. While I did not fully understand the why of so short of a life, I knew that this child of ours was with the Lord, and someday I will have the delight of meeting that one. I had something come across my feed this past week, and I wanted to share it with you. You are made to be redeemed. The world won't love you broken, but Jesus, he will run to you. We all break. We all come apart and experience heartbreak, disappointment, and hardship. Sometimes terrible things happen to us that don't make sense. Our struggles are not our identities, and with God, our brokenness never has the final say. As Elizabeth Elliot said, Of one thing I am perfectly sure, God's story never ends with ashes. Redemption means to take back our buyback. It is the action of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil and the action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or the cleansing of a debt. Jesus has come to redeem our lives and bring beauty and purpose from even the most broken and painful parts of our stories. Like a piece of Japanese kintsugi pottery that has been shattered and then mended by a gold lacquer, by breaking and coming to God, not only can we become more whole, we can become more beautiful. Christ's power that has overcome death mends the places we are crushed, making us whole to shine like gold. God's eternal plan for you is good. Sometimes we experience our mending on this side of eternity. Sometimes we just get glimpses of it in this life. But if we don't, we know it is coming in heaven and that one day every tear will be wiped away. Revelations 22 verse 4. There will be no more mourning, no more death or loss or heartache. Restoration, healing, and wholeness are coming. Do not let your heart be troubled. So a point of reflection, how can you surrender the broken parts of your life to Christ? This was shared from Wonderfully Made, a five-day devotional by Allie Marie Smith, Maranatha. Father, thank you for another week, another week that just goes by, just like the scriptures say, a vapor. Sometimes it seems that way, and yet, when we retrace our steps and we consider what you are speaking to us through your word and by the power of your Holy Spirit, we see that you are involved in everything we allow you to be involved in, and we also see very clearly the places that we shunned you or locked you out and yet you keep coming. You keep coming at us through your word. You keep coming at us by the power of your Holy Spirit. 
Your penetrating, driving love is something we can't escape, and we don't want to. We want to be in the thick of it, in the center of it, surrounded by it, protected by it. Thank you that you promise to redeem the pain and brokenness in our life. Thank you that your eternal plan for each listener is good. We choose to trust that in your perfect time, you will mend every shattered piece of our life and bring beauty from brokenness. We thank you for the gift of your word that continually leads us back to your heart. We thank you for this week and we release this week to you and long and look forward with great anticipation to everything that you have for us in the coming week. Come Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen. Thank you for being here today. Yes, many of us are struggling and we don't know what to do, but we are not alone. You are not alone. We need to remember you are precious. You are wonderful. You are created by the Lord God, the eternal. He has a purpose. He has a plan. And yes, he does want that relationship with you. Just start talking to him. Ask him to show you, to walk you through it. And if today the Lord prompts you to ask for prayer and you don't know where to go or to whom to ask, I will share a contact number in just a moment. You can call, you can text, you can email your prayer request in. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be detailed. Simple works, your name, your need for prayer in any specific timing or urgency. Remember, God already knows what is going on. He already knows what the problem is. He already has the solution. And yes, there are people like me and others who surround PsalmsCast. We are committed to lift your prayers to the Lord. And on a personal note, yes, you might hear the kids in the background. Yesterday was a train wreck. And as soon as I got them in bed, I went to bed as well. And so, yes, this is getting done on Saturday morning. I am living in little pockets of sleep, and yet I know God will make a way. He will show me how to walk out these next 36, 48 hours. God willing, the parents will be home by midnight on Monday morning. And yes, I will be driving home and going to sleep in my own bed and not having little ones wake me up at 6.45 and 7 o'clock in the morning. To God be the glory. Thank you, Lord, for precious little children. The Psalms cast number is 1407-240-1509. That number can be used for incoming calls, incoming text, or if you're using WhatsApp. Again, the number is 1407-240-1509. The email is psalmscast at gmail.com. Be sure to like and follow Psalmscast on Facebook. And if you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe so you don't miss a day. And yes, share Psalmscast with somebody who's struggling and needs encouragement. That's it for today. I am Denise. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow.